Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. To the Toy Power Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. My name is not Trent. I am Frank on the mic today. Trent is uh, at a buck show, I believe. Um, so up is in it his own buck show, or no, <laughs> uh, no, that's no. Good. Scotty, you sound like you're talking down a hallway. I'm guessing you're. From what I can see, your mic is facing the wrong way. I know you knew at this, so we'll allow it now. Now try. Hello, hello. There you that's go. Better. Look at that. This do I, is do why I we... go with that joke again, or do we just let it die? <laughs> I think we just leave it in. It's fine. Um, so, yes, producer Scott is in the room with us today. Hello there. Uh, we have Ben. G'day, g'day. And our special guest, Mr. Brett. Hello, everyone. G'day, Brett. How are you? Good. How are you, Scott? I'm awesome. Thank awesome. you for joining us here on Toy Power. Good to hear. Good to be here. All right. So, we've got a bit of a news episode. Uh, then we're going to talk, obviously, some Adelaide Toy and Comic Fair because Brett is the brains behind that. Um, I don't know whether there'll be gifts and quizzes and other sorts of things. We'll see what happens. Uh, so, this is episode 282, and we are going to, if I can find the right button, head into the news. Three, two, one. Music. So what have you got for me? I'm Batman. But she's got a new hat. So the little train that could. We have Dungeons, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, the uh, popular board game from the 80s, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, made very popular again in Stranger Things recently. Yes. Yeah. Uh, brought it back to pop culture. Uh, back in the 80s, uh, early 90s, I think it was had a cartoon as well. Mm-hmm. And after all these years, we finally have a modern-day company doing that cartoon figures. And they are from none other than... Uh, Hasbro. Hasbro, is it? Nice. Yep. Well done, Hasbro. So, yeah. So, we have um, a USA Target Geek Out event revealed. A new series of figures based on the classic Dungeons & Dragons cartoon from the 80s. The figures will be part of the Target Geek Out releases for September 2022, and they are being produced by Hasbro. They appear to be in six-inch scale, and the four figures that or five figures that make up the initial wave are Dinah and Acrobat, uh, Hank the Ranger, uh, Avenger the Dungeon Master, and then you get a two-pack Obi and the Barbaran with Uni. Uh, so they so the regular figures are twenty five dollars, and the two pack is fifty dollars. They USD prices, of course they are. Yeah, be, being a uh, USA Target geek of thing course. exclusive, uh, very cool. I already know that these uh, boxes are uh, windowless. That's right. Uh, so that's uh, interesting to see Hasbro continue that mm. uh, thing. But I think these are pretty cool. I was never a big fan of the cartoon or the game or anything, but. Uh, you know, for though I know there's lots of people that are, mm. and uh, congratulations. These are, you know, straight off, jump straight off the screen, and um, I think they'll be very, very popular indeed. Yeah, I think the uh, the cartoon has obviously got a bit of a resurgence along with Dungeons and Dragons in general. I have definitely stronger memories of the cartoon more so than playing the original uh, board yep. game, as yep. it were. 
um seeing that ranger on on screen you're just like oh my god that's they've, they've done it really well yes. with the accuracy yep. yep and even um yeah all the other characters it's yeah and it's great to see that these are all in different scales as well it's a six inch scale but you've got the you know the shorter characters being nice and you know it's almost half the size and and the um what's the big uh is it venga the, the yeah. villain yep. yeah yeah she looks uh pretty pretty good I've got to uh, step in as the producer here and put Ooh. a correction in for, for what Benjamin oh, put sorry. forward. Uh, uh, it's not Obby. It was actually Bobby. Oh, Bobby. Well, that, <laughs> yes. that, that's my cut, copy, paste uh, typo. You know, typo. So, yeah. <laughs> we don't do uh, spell check go. here no, on Toy Power. No, we don't. It's, uh, and interesting, the reason I got confused is because NECA are doing the toy license uh, remakes of the toys, uh, whereas yeah. um, these are obviously cartoon-based and that's where Hasbro are taking over. Uh, so, did they ever have a cartoon-based original toy line? Ooh, good question. Don't remember one, but that's not Trent's to say. Trent's not here. And, uh, <laughs> that's yeah. not to say it doesn't exist, of course. Dungeons & Dragons ever hit your uh, warehouse, Brett? Or? No. Um, You're a dungeon master or anything? No, yeah. I do want to get into it, though. Like it's like you said, the Stranger Things, it's really starting to take off and... Mm. All my friends that do it are slowly coming out of the woodwork. And like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's cool again. Let, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> We've always talked so, about yeah, it. So, yeah, it would be good to, to have a few games, see what it's like. Have you, have you any of you guys ever played it? Nah, never. Uh, I played it sort of very loosely on a podcast I was on recently, a friend of the show, Phil Keating, uh, with his show, The Botched Podcast. Um, their motto is more around uh, drink and have fun and the rules don't really matter, which annoys their dungeon master no end who tries to, <laughs> you know, play by the rules. Roll me a, 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 a you know, what? It, and Phil said to me, he goes, I oh, straight up, sometimes I, I've got the dice and then I look at it and go, if it's going to be funnier for me to like get roll a zero, I'll just say zero. Like, <laughs> um, So it's great to, uh, it's good fun. Wind him up. Yeah, wind, wind up the Dungeon Master and have a bit of fun with it. So, yeah. All right, something else that looks pretty fun is this Mecha Leo figure. Now, we've talked about these figures before. This is from a, a little-known company called Heat Boys. Um, this is, uh, if you think Gundam crossed with Ninja Turtles, this is pretty much what we're looking at. This is a die-cast figure, fully articulated, standing at about 9 inches tall, complete with LED lights up, removable parts, you name it, this guy's got it. He's got a shield. He's got a, a piece of pizza at some point. He's got some little ninja stars, a rifle. So apart from the traditional ninja weapons you'd associate with a turtle, he's got this massive shield that converts into like these massive pauldron shoulder armors. Um, yeah, pretty pretty crazy. We've seen gray renders of these before, all four turtles and even Shredder, I believe. This is the first time we're seeing it in color and up for pre-order. And if you order, I think it's Big Bad Toy Store is where you get it. Um, should be here before Christmas, basically, for the oh, end wow. of the year. That's great. Um, sorely, sorely tempted. They've been really oh. pumping pumping the socials yeah. on this. They did a, um, a, a full-on video where it basically went through every part. Look, the fingers are all articulated. The toes are individually articulated. This is die-cast metal. This is the, um, you know, the, how the ab crunch works. <laughs> There's so much detail on this guy. Um, the annoying thing is, is the price. Big Bad Toy Store... $170 US. US, you put Big Bad Toy Store shipping, which is great as they are for us Australians, the shipping is always a killer. You're talking over 200 bucks US just to get it here. Yep. So yeah. that's that's a, you know, $350, $60 figure 
um, in our currency. And let's be honest, you can't stop at one. Exactly. Because yeah, exactly. Four, there's a builder least. figure aspect and it's not your traditional builder figure. It's a builder party van. <laughs> <laughs> you get a little mini Leonardo that uh, yeah comes with... Well, it advertises the fact that it goes into a bigger, larger part of uh, party van. It's, it's, it's so. the suit. Like, you think yeah. if this is a Gundam, you get a little mini-scale Leonardo that is the pilot. Yep. Then I believe the, some of the shield pieces and some of the armor pieces from all four turtles combine to then form a party wagon that these little pilot-sized turtles can go in. So, look, it's very, very cool, but it's one of those things you sit there and go, I feel like it's going to be a year, year and a half before you actually get all four. At least. Yeah, so um, we'll have to see. I'm, I've, I've, I've hovered over the buy it now button a couple of times with this because it just looks amazing. I, I have to sort of resign myself to go, If can I live with just one, knowing that the other four are eventually Exist, coming? Yeah. I suspect not. If I buy one, I'm, I'm in for all four. And well, Leo's your man. Get the first one, it, and then if you like it enough, you can yeah, jump straight in exactly and right, exactly get the rest. Right. I want to get these because I think I want to get the um the uh, minis the yes. turtles from yeah, yeah. the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. I think they would be perfect with this. There, like proper, yeah. like you know, Gundam style, just going through the city and it just yeah. Well, the uh, scale would fit it? them perfectly. Friend of the show, Steve Reddy. He's a big yeah. uh, mini fan. He, I'd be very interested to see that the scale because these are nine inch figures. Don't forget, so they're quite large. I reckon the minis would scale really well with these. Yeah. You have the little play sets and stuff. Yep. So. Yeah, very cool. All right, who wants to talk HasLab? It's oh, I, the, think, uh... I think you, you, you're the man <laughs> uh, that collects the toy line, so let's hear Oof. it from the um, horse's mouth. All eh? right, so just before we recorded our last episode, our last news episode, Hasbro dropped the HasLab Ghost Rider. If you haven't seen this, I'm not sure what rock you've been living under. This is the 50th anniversary of Ghost Rider. As part of the celebration, they've done a HasLab kickstarter <coughs> excuse me this is now when you say ghost rider you'd be forgiven for thinking as johnny blaze and his wonderful motorcycle mm-hmm. cycle um this is not that this is in fact robbie reyes with his um what i'm calling the supernatural car it's basically a dodge is a dodge charger Charger. Dodge charger. so yeah. this is the modern interpretation yes. of ghost, ghost rider yep yeah okay so when, what do you Drives when he doesn't get, want to get wet or the weather's bad. He gets out his car <laughs> instead. Let's yeah. take the car. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, it, it is a gorgeous car. It comes with um, all uh, LEDs just about everywhere, including like the the engine out the front. There's even a little light in the back of the head headrest. So when you put your Robbie figure in there, which has light piping effect through the eyes, it looks like he's you know oh very clever on fire yeah. as well. Flame on. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty pretty clever way to do it. You get a sane amount of. Uh, burning effects and smoke effects you obviously get a robbie ray's figure come with it um they've already revealed their first stretch goal which is mephisto which is one of the um a figure that hasbro haven't done in well have they ever done mephisto because i don't recall it was marvel select wasn't it was the um there is a mephisto figure it's not great and i think it was marvel select so not even legends itself Mm. um all the way going back to toy biz era so um yeah so one of the things they tried differently with this was they said oh let's have an early bird special if they meet their quota which i think nine thousand is the, the the number they were looking for to get it funded if we get that within a certain amount of time and i don't know if it was two I think weeks, it was seven days seven days i think it was seven days Whoa, that's that's 
ambitious, yeah. 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 Um, but if they met that early bird goal, you got an additional figure, which is Robbie Reyes in human form. Not Nicolas Cage? <laughs> I'm wondering Missed if that's... Missed opportunity. Yeah, that's how they would have got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad shout. And I tell you what, I, I wouldn't put it past them to like use that as a bit of a course reversal because what happened is we, we didn't get that uh, early bird figure. And then as a result, they I think in the space of a, a day, they lost 500 backers. It was over 6,000. It's now down at about 5.4 as of this recording. Uh, so people were pretty bummed they didn't get that figure. Now, that's not to be confused with the whole project. The whole project is probably, well, hopefully, still going to get funded. Yep. But it has taken a bit of backward slides. And usually what we've seen historically with these things, when they take a backward slide, it tends to keep heading in that direction. You think of the Rancor, you think of some of the other Star Wars ones that didn't fund. Um, and I think the other part of this is the the price a retail mm. price of $350 US for a figure, a lot of accessories, don't get me wrong, and and a car. What do we what do we think on this? Brett, you're a you're a Marvel Comics guy. Oh. Well, see, I'm I'm all about the OG Ghost Rider. Yep. I love like the costume and that and I love the idea of the car and being a massive supernatural fan when I first saw the comic years back, I thought, "Oh, that's wicked. That's yeah." Mm. It's yeah, I think it's a bit of a push, though, for what you're getting um, compared to some of the other stuff that's of that size and that quality out in yep. the market. So, yeah, as like a diehard Ghost Rider fan, would always pick this up because it's, it's unbelievable. But, yeah, myself, I, yeah, I'd probably spend that money somewhere else. Well, I think chatting to our good friend uh, Sam Cripps, he loves his Ghost Rider and he goes, bang, I'm all in. And then he starts seeing these headlines about yeah. losing. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> about losing, you know, subscribers and stuff. And he's like, oh, come on. This is the first HasLab I've, <laughs> I've like, gone all in on. And it's, you know, it's not not off to a great start. So, yeah, I think, I mean, $350 US doesn't sound like a lot. Uh, by the time you get it here, there is a, I think EB Games are doing it. Like Zing, a, uh, Zing offering it, yes. Yep. That, as they've done some of the other Unicrons and Galactuses and stuff. What was the price? It was $900, $900 or something. Yeah, take a seat. eight ninety nine. Oh, that's... Now, I understand there's conversion in that. I understand there's obviously shipping in that. And yes. I think one of our Patreons even did a bit of conversion, factored in GST and all this stuff. And he goes, yeah, so I think the Australia tax is looking at over $250. Um, just yes, the Australia tax. Yeah, yes. just to get it here. Yeah. That's you know, that's profit that Zing would be making, is sure. my understanding of it. So that's, that's a real ouchie, mm. I think. Uh, Scotty, we, we were talking off air, and you were throwing around figures about what you think this should be price-wise. Realistically, I think this is a two forty-nine USD yep. price because honestly, other than um, you know, they've always got to do the, the the hard work for the car and all the accessories attached to that. But the figures are pretty much just a head sculpt. Mm-hmm. They're reusing body parts. I. I I think they've really missed the mark. They've overstepped their boundaries and they think people are just going to sign up. It's a it's a it's a Marvel Legends has lab. It's gonna we're, sell. We're, yeah. It's going to sell. Look at Galactus, look at the Sentinel. They've done really well. Mm. This is gonna be the same thing. Now, it is a shorter stretch goal to get it over the line to production, whereas Galactus was fourteen thousand backers. Yep. This is nine thousand. We're definitely going to get there. There's yeah. no question about it. 
but it's how many of these stretch goals are we going to tick along the way? And I think from HasLab, they need to have a real hard look at what the next stretch goals are mm. because that is going to be the hook for anyone who's sitting on the fence at the moment. If you're thinking, it's cool, but for that sort of money, it's not for me. Other than the Festo, you really have to lay yeah. down something that is special, phenomenal, not getting it anywhere else level of yeah. figure. Well, yep. you, you said yep. Nicolas Cage. That's Ooh. not as silly as it sounds, right? You imagine if they threw in a Nicolas Cage figure? Well, then it's I was. How weird would it be? <laughs> It'd go. If, if they flip back and got the human form, Robbie. Well, then see, that was like meant to be the exclusive, but then they're like, oh, crap, they're going to throw well, something Now, now they've like, got the uh, headpiece and the hood or whatever yeah. to make him the human form. So they've they've doubled back on that, but mm. still it's not enough of a cherry to mm. jump in on. Uh, for me, like, it's too much, full yeah, stop. Yeah. Like, And, and it, it also showcases that people want vintage. People want, you yep. know, 50 yeah. years of Ghost Rider, and this has been around for, what, 10 years? 2014, I think it was. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so less than 10 years. So yeah. it's not, it hasn't, uh, you know, hit everyone's radar. Like, I didn't know who this is. I didn't mm. know that Ghost Rider drives a car. To me, uh, being a casual a Marvel fan like Ghost Rider is a, a motorbike yep. rider, not not a you know car yep. driver. But in in saying that, there'd be uh, Hasbro would be silly not to repaint this and market it as something else, even you know a different color with the GT stripes or something like that, uh, and market it as another form of car for car enthusiasts or something. The you know? fantastic car, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, why not? You know, um, <laughs> like I th- I think this is a fantastic car in itself. And a great, you know, pe- people, uh, car enthusiasts would like this, even mm. though I don't think it's properly, completely, you know, to the letter to scale. I think it's had the, gone through the micro machines, um, you know, conveyor belt and just beefed up a little bit, mm. like more curvy and uh, a bit more um, uh, tougher looking, yep. which I think is cool. That that appeals to me, but a car enthusiast may be able to nitpick that. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, I think, you know, uh, there's not too many, I can't think of too many, six-inch cars out there aside from iconic vehicles like the Batmobile or mm-hmm. the DeLorean, very, you know, or something like that. shapes on Exactly, those, yeah. yeah. So, you know, to get a generic muscle car, uh, you know, this would be great for your um, the crazy, uh, fantastic, what is it called, Fast and Furious yeah. fanatics, <laughs> you know, uh, to... to um, uh, put Vin Diesel or Vin whatever. Vin Diesel and a Paul yeah. Walker figure as oh, a put, stretch goal. You know what? Like... <laughs> yeah. Put Groot as the stretch, uh, <laughs> the stretch, the next stretch goal. <laughs> There's a deep cut. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, the only other iconic car that comes in that shape that I can think of is, you know, take the engine out and make it the Dukes of Hazard, which we know mm. um, oh, Darren yes. was a big fan of. Yep. Um, yep. I don't know how Generally. politically correct that is these days, knowing the content of of that show but Just don't put the flag on the roof yeah exactly <laughs> so um i don't know that that's sort of in hasbro's wheelhouse mm. i yeah i could i could see this if if it fails and i don't i think that's a bit of a stretch i, I think it's going to get the nine thousand. it's just not going to blow everything out of the water like your sentinel like your galactus did all those like, stretch goals aren't necessarily a guarantee or like your um gi joe the cobra his tank that killed it yeah you know yep. like they, they they looked at that and thought wow we can do anything and they've come That's up a with good this point. yeah yeah and like oh no we i think that misread I think the market you there's know? a couple of differences that one is is based on a vintage vehicle yes so exactly. there's that yep. nostalgia pull that this one doesn't have 
Also, your really hardcore G.I. Joe people are going to go, do you know what? I need two or three of these bad yeah. boys because it's an army builder. Yep. They, it comes with army builder-based yep. figures as the stretch goals. That That's why that one, you know, blew it out of the water. This is this is none of those things. It's True. not an army builder. Yep. It's not nostalgic. Um, I yeah. like this headband. You're a massive comic fan, but you had no idea what nah, it was until... Nah. Didn't know. So it's... Didn't know. Yep. Hmm. Did not know. Anyway, moving on. Then McFarlane, old mate, uh, Batmobile <laughs> uh, maniac, has uh, looked at this and watched with his uh, gleaming eyes and be like, I see you, Hasbro. I uh, <laughs> I see your cards. I'll, uh, and then drops uh, the Batmobeast, uh, you know, on offer and uh, puts it Walmart exclusive for $50. Uh, now, the Batmobeast has had already a previous release, and it is essentially a monster truck. And he's taken the, uh, what would you call it, the chassis? It's, or well, the, the, the chassis is what's left behind. You've yeah. taken off the shell that, the shell, that yeah. is painted. And so if thing. you've got an RC car and you take the shell off, you're yep. just left with the um, inner workings and the chassis of the, uh, like a, a dune buggy type looking. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. a roll cage. A roll cage yeah. of a um, monster truck. And he's been like, you, d- you know, okay, yep, I've got to ace up my sleeve still. Uh, the um, the Grim Reaper Batman is, uh, the heavy metal Batman is yep. pretty cool. He's one of the best sellers. I'll chuck that in as, a you know, an exclusive offer as well. And he's just charging, drum roll, $50. <laughs> wow, 50, 50 bucks. 50 bucks, man. 50 bucks for a, a monster truck uh, minus the, the shell. And a one of the most popular New Age Batmans, and he's just charging fifty dollars, oh. and uh, that is a bit of a a big uh, birdie in the sky to uh, Hasbro. In my in my opinion, looking from afar, uh, and uh, it's got everything yeah. but a Mephisto, hasn't it? Well, that's right. <laughs> yeah. All yeah, so. Uh, mm, it's so. fifty bucks. That's what like a three and three quarter inch page puncher size. Yeah. Or is that a full size? No, it's a, no, it's a proper full scale six inch, proper so six inch figure with yep. with a car. Yep. I am suitably impressed, Mister McFarlane. Yeah, well right. done. Well 50 done. Fifty bucks. That's that's pretty pretty nuts. And I've heard the Batmo Beast in Australia uh, sell. You know, the proper one mm. sells for about one hundred and twenty. Yeah, uh, right. So uh, at, you can get that at JB Hi-Fi of all places. Yeah. I don't know if it's JB still there, Hi-Fi, but yeah, doing well. Uh, so um. Yeah, this is just, you know, so let's say $120 with, you know, let's say Walmart was in Australia and let's say it was 120 bucks with that with Batman figure versus $899 Oof. for the uh, you know, Ghost Rider. It's uh it's a pretty bloody big mm. difference. I mean, I, I want to say, I want the 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 Marvel Legends person in me wants to stick up for it and go, "Oh, the, you know, the detailing on the interior of the Ghost Rider is probably superior." But at that price difference, that's a that's a, still a tough sell. Like you know that uh, it looks sort of gunmetal, sort of you know army grey for a lot of us. Not a lot of paint apps on there. But McFarlane has consistently shown an ability to go. Here's you know the, the market sort of trending towards fifty dollars Australian for these figures. Mine are going to be thirty five. You know, so he's he's able to do seemingly on par with the competition yep. for a lot less. I just I don't know how he does it. That is such a Mad Max looking beast of a machine, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Yes, great call. Yeah. All right, moving on to our friends from Ramen Toys now. Uh, we spoke a little while ago about their uh, Masters of the Universe stands that they were doing that allowed you to slot uh, vintage card backs in them um, as well as the uh, origin stuff. 
with that famous sort of red rock burst, they've done uh, a couple of renders of what they de- they've termed the smelliest stand in the city, Cowabunga? Question mark because they can't actually use the word Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because copyright, essentially. Of course. So this is basically the same thing. If you think a you're you're in the sewers, there's one of those round sort of uh, uh, pipes that you could crawl through. There's a little bit of detailing on there with a, a brick base and sort of wall. This basically appears to be stands for Ninja Turtles figures. No more real details sort of on cost or what scale. Scale is the one that interests me as far as is it for the the ultimate size figures or is this more for your vintage? Um, it's it's an interesting pivot for Ramen who is sort of originally come on the map for taking old licenses like your... Um, Noodlehawks. Didn't you say noodles? Noodles. <laughs> We've got to have the noodle joke every episode. Of course, of course. Um, S- Silverhawks and Silver uh, Hawks, Centurions. Centurions, that's yep. what I was thinking of. Thank you. Mask. Mask, taking sort of dead licenses and sort of pumping out things for that. They're, now they're sort of, they're wanting to, you know, delve in the waters of, of the big boys, um, but without having to pay, you know, royalty fees or licensing fees, those sorts of things. So be interested to see this. It doesn't look like they can have a card back in them like in the same way the masters ones did turtles card backs tend to be wider than mm-hmm. and than they masters, vary in size so as well with the, the uh, vintage ones definitely ones, yeah. yeah uh i have seen a colored render of this and there's right. a little rat yeah. crawling across the top which looked pretty cool okay and they've even drawn like a green ooze coming out of that smaller uh pipe yep uh that looked pretty cool but very weathered uh, and I'm sure they'll offer it in a range of different colours for the mm. bad guys being, you know, maybe a purple Moore-esque background and then the uh, good guys being the um, more gunmetal grey yep. uh, stone. Uh, but, like, good on them. Good on them for trying something different. Mm. Trying some, People do need stands in today's world. Uh, those turtles are, uh, you know, known for not standing very well if you, you've told unassisted. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, so, And I just think, to your point, you know, what scale are these going to be? Well... If it's blown up a little bit larger than your um, regular turtles to suit the ultimates, it's just going to be a bigger backdrop for the vintage. So mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And ultimately, too, they could make them in multiple sizes, just use the same mold, yeah, or same render, and just blow it up. Yeah, get it bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, but I think they're a great idea, especially like for collectors these days. That you know, it's not kids throwing them in a box at the end. It's like people displaying them on a shelf. Mm-hmm. It's you can make a so-called licensed product without licensing it and then <laughs> all the Ninja pretty... Turtle fans are going to go out and buy it. So. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'd be curious to see, I'd, I'd like to see maybe a, a second different style because one of the great things with the Masters ones is the bases were not square mm. but they actually interlocked if you had them side by side. This one, if you can imagine a row of them side by side, they're all going to look um, that, that same sort of yeah. sewer pipe. Yeah. So even if they had an alternate mould that was just you know, a bit of a damaged brick wall with maybe a grill or something totally different. And then you can alternate them and get a bit of variety if you were going to go wall to wall with them. Um, but yeah, they are. Uh, and look, the other ones, Masters ones were what, like 10, 10 USD or something. Very reasonable. Price. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So be keen to see more about those. Very interesting. All right, our mates over creating G.I. Joe, I've got another one up their sleeve. They're releasing volumes 9 and 10 of uh, Real American Hero books. Uh, so this is the official license from Hasbro, uh, creating G.I. Joe, a Real American Hero book series, ninth and 10th book in the series, 80 pages, 9 by 10 library uh, designs, and uh, covers the 
stories ranging from 1992 to ni- uh, 1982 to 1994. So lots of unproduced concepts, uh, inspiration and influences, alternate names for the figures and vehicles pulled from Larry Harmer's dossiers and from original concepts themselves. Uh, lots of details and exclusive interviews and things. Um, this is this needs to be mm. done now, and this information needs to be captured before these uh, creators pass yeah, on, absolutely. because you know they're not getting any younger. And uh, yeah, the, we we got first hand look at Was one it of volume the, eight. Yeah, I believe sent to us? Uh, yeah, volume yeah. eight and things, and it's just going. You know, guns. Uh, I can't blazing, believe that so. there's there's ten books worth of. And this is largely unproduced sketches and, and concepts and stuff that never made it to retail. Ten books worth well, of and that. I, I think, I think and there's interviews and stuff in there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. No, but... I, I believe it because, you know, we talk about Transformers and uh, Ninja Turtles and G.I. Joe like, and, uh, you know, um, Masters and things. But there's like, you know, a thousand uh, figures of G.I. Joe and mm. vehicles. Like, there is so many. So if you have concept art for every single figure and every single vehicle, it quickly adds up. True. And the True. more you start digging, the deeper that hole is. And, you know, looking through book eight or whatever that we had, mm. it's a whole double splash page for one character. Yeah. Right? So filling 80 pages up with the interviews, with, um, you know, focus on one, one or two characters for each um, splash page, uh, I can see, certainly see, you know, he's getting into deeper territory by uh, volume nine and 10 and things, but still uh, there's, um, there'll be fan favorite characters in this, yeah. you know, series that uh, finally, you know, he's covering my fa- favorite or fa- <laughs> more my favorite version of the, yeah, yeah. the Pluto machine or whatever, yep. you know, when they got into the nineties, it was pretty colorful. So mm. Yeah, good on him. Though. So this is all available on Kickstarter On Kickstarter, now? Yep. yep, and I'm sure they'll smash it and uh, then go from there, yeah. Crazy. All right, speaking of uh, something else crazy, this is something that Hasbro had sort of been teasing for a while. Um, bit of a backstory to this. I used to play basketball a lot as a kid, sort of, you know, everybody knew Michael Jordan, the Bulls back in the day. They were, you know, trading cards in the schoolyard, all that stuff fell away from it for a while and just in the last sort of 12 months I've just been getting back into it. I don't even have a team I don't have my team yet because I'm just almost rediscovering the game and just sort of working out oh that that guy's a good player you know I think it was the all-star weekend and I just sort of oh let's watch that and I was like I think I'm back into NBA this hmm. is great anyway Hasbro have been teasing the return of what they called the starting lineup figures. Now, I had no idea that these existed as figures originally. This is actually based on an original line from 1988 back in Kenner's day. And these were mostly sort of four-inch sort of pre-posed figures that um, could you could get them individually or they'd come in like, you know, team sets or like, you know, famous rivalry sets of, yep. you know, yep. Larry Bird versus Michael Jordan, for example. Um, but sort of largely posed in sort of like um, whatever pose suited the sport. Not just basketball, mind you. They did NHL. They did um, NFL. Baseball. Baseball. Loads of them. Like hundreds of figures. I I saw some. It was like between even just the NFL, the NHL, and the NBA, it was over like 400 figures or something between just those three sports. And then it went deeper. They did, you know, Muhammad Ali and some boxing stuff. They sort of delved into a whole range of sports. Um, it all sort of died out um, around about 1991, um, and then I think another little company uh, sort of bought it up and was doing 
um, them at, actually at sports games. If you you know were the lucky door prize when you went to go see the Yankees play, you here's your 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 figure at the door type thing. Oh yes, promo days. Yeah, yes. all that sort of yes. stuff. Yep. And they were doing that. Uh, it was a company out of Florida, Florida, I believe. Um, and they were doing that up until about 20, 2018, even twenty nineteen. Then it all just sort of went quiet. They all disappeared and no one really knew why. Because Hasbro, it seems, have come in, bought the license back because they sort of had it towards the end of when they absorbed Kenner. Um, and they're basically turning what was four-inch, largely unarticulated figures into, I think Marvel Legends meet LeBron James is sort of what we're talking about. Oh, here. Very cool. Very, very we cool. We got figures. it with Space Jam. I'm joking. That was did we though? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I saw you like wait what? a second. <laughs> no, we didn't land. We got wonk wonk wonk. <laughs> I will say yes, we did get a LeBron James figure. I don't think it's quite on par with these. <laughs> um. So yeah. So these are. I should have said back in the original figures. One of the things that was a selling point. They all came with your trading cards, which of course back in the late '80s, early '90s were all the rage. Um, they've done that again here. So you think Marvel Legends for uh, but sort of the NBAs. They've just done NBA at this point. So the first wave is going to be Joel Embiid, Trey Young, Ja Morant, uh, LeBron James, Giannis Atetokounmpo. I'm pretty sure that's right. Dude, that was really good. <laughs> yeah. I looked Fast. it up. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, Luka Donovic, uh, Jason Tatum, and of course, Steph Curry. So... Um, Obviously, with the technology they have now, face scan, so they actually look like the players. They come with alternate hands. All of them have at least one hand that has the basketball attached to it, so you, they can be going up for a dunk or flying through the air, whatever. They all come with stands that act as traditional sort of peg hole stands, but also a flight stand, so you can have them flying through the air. They do come with trading cards as well, which like physical trading cards, which I think is really cool. But because it's 2022, they also come with NFTs. Now, you know what an NFT is? Not allowed to trade them. Not for trade. (laughs) (laughs) Pretend I'm five years old. Tell me what an NFT is. NFT is basically, it's a digital thing to say, you and only you own this particular piece of art. So it's actually, it's become a bit of a thing in the arts world. So, you know, instead of buying a, you know, a Da Vinci painting and you hang it on your wall and that's the only one, the, every uh, you can have now digital versions of that where it's got like a digital fingerprint in it that makes it unique from every other version of that picture so you could have it's a lebron james trading card for argument's sake but there's only a thousand of these in existence and i own that one even though it's a purely digital thing you don't actually have a physical product in your hand can you print it out <laughs> No, I'm just asking. Just screenshot it on your phone. Well, exactly. And this is this is part of the where and Scotty's giving me a blank look and I do not blame you, right? I've just I'm not saying I'm a fan of this. I think it's a ridiculous concept overall because how can you differentiate, you know, your digital art from someone else's digital art? You can't, in my opinion. Yeah. So I think the whole concept is ridiculous. Anyway, that's one of the things they're adding in there. Um Apart from that, these figures are all using pinless joints, which is actually pretty cool. Wow. So, you know, because obviously there's a lot of more bare skin than you would have, say, on a Captain America figure. Um, Multiple uh, hands, we've already said that. Um, And yeah, they also come with fully licensed in that. So if the team is sponsored by Maccas, for argument's sake, you do get the little Maccas logo at the top. Very good. Also, the shoes. 
The, oh, that's the, cool. The, I think oh, that's more important than a Macca's right? uh, logo. But yeah, the, the, yeah. The, these these are generally the top players in the league at the moment, and that nine out of ten of them have their own brand of shoes. It's the Nike whatever, and it's got their chosen colors yeah. and their embellishments. They all have individual shoes that that are their particular brand, whether it's Adidas or Nike you know, or Nike whatever. Reebok, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, the problem with all of that is that you add that all out. Up, you've got your your physical trading card, you've got your NFT, you've got the license, you've got the the actual license of the player's face. These are going for fifty dollars USD for a six inch figure. Okay, hypothetical, right? You've got two hundred <laughs> USD. Do you buy that Leonardo, one Leonardo, or do you buy four uh, NBA oh, Leonardo? <laughs> yeah, okay. That's that's a no contest for me. I just. It was quite, as I said, these, I'm only interested in these from the NBA side of it. I don't think I'm about to buy any of these figures, to but be honest. But you'll get an I, NFT. What am I going to do? <laughs> Which I can just screenshot. Yeah, doesn't come I, with I, an could, NFT. I can see the next Haslab being a basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great call. Far out. Um, yeah, and it's, it's been really interesting watching the reaction of just... Fifty dollars for a figure—that's crazy! And I'm just like, me, I'll just hand up. You know, um, I'm an Australian. Fifty dollars for like a six-inch yeah. figure is almost par for the course these days. Marvel Legend on a special. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's down from sixty. Oh, yeah. your beauty! Like, yeah. So, um, I just thought this was interesting because it's it's Hasbro reaching into a d- totally different market from what's you know typically classed as nerd culture, whatever. If you want to use that term. Um, and I think it's kind of interesting because it's taking a really old concept that they had back in the 80s and 90s and, and redoing it. Um, I do like the pinless joint thing. I'd love to see that. There's a handful of Marvel Legends that, that have it. They just randomly pick figures for whatever reason, but I'd love to see them do this on more and more. But if it's going to jack the price up that much, I just I don't see these doing very well to be honest it's a very niche market isn't it you're not going to find kids buying these in any way shape or form even if you've got them in the stadiums and you're yep. hyped up and you're foaming at the mouth game day yep 50 bucks a figure your mum and dad are just going to go uh, i'm sorry no i'll well, buy your jersey but, instead yeah but even cool. if it was at the uh at the venue chances are it'd be a 75 dollar figure because those, <laughs> oh, yeah, those yeah, places yeah. uh j- jack the prices That's up right. you know just to yeah cover costs because they're not open, tw- you know, seven days a week. They're only open spasmodically when games are played. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, interesting. I, I thought that, I found that quite interesting. Yeah, uh, I said doing the research into the original line, I didn't realize it was quite so big. And you I, know, well, some, of, some of those original figures, you like, you, you know, you try and find a Michael Jordan figure, for example, it goes for thousands of dollars, like True big, that. big money for a little four inch. Think like you know the Smurf figures in terms of articulation, um, and obviously back then the sculpting wasn't quite what we know it to be now. So yeah, that, that uh, McFarlane did a lot of sports uh, figures did. back in the mm. day as well uh, when he was uh, first kicking off his name mm. name for himself. So yeah, all that knocking I just did. If these guys turn around and do a vintage ask. Yankees lineup, I'm in a lot of damn yeah. trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing they've started with. Basically, these are the players of today. Yeah. Can, if Let's they went it. back and did your Jordans, your Larry Birds, all the you know the guys we sort of grew up with, or they went you know baseball for yes. for you, yep. Are, are you going to be tempted? Well, 
Yes. Modern baseball yes. or you're restricted like they would have to do old school, you know, the most famous team Well, let's of all let's just say they picked up the Yankees license for whatever reason and cuz that's the one that's going to sell 3 to 1 sure. in the marketplace realistically. They've got 10 characters that everybody knows the name of mm. that they could print money from straight yep. away. And if that, if it were to happen, that would essentially happen. Mm. And that's it. Like with those like you said, it's you might have been you know, it's got every generation. You might be 70 and then you you listened and watched baseball or whatever in the 70s. Mm. Then, you know, that the player that you liked from then, then you've got that. Make that the one that was big in the 60s, the one that was big in the 80s. Yep. You've got an entire generation of people. So. That's right. You do so. a Mickey Mantle, a Babe Ruth. People know those names. Yeah. You don't even yep. have to think about it. You know that name. Yep. It will sell. Mm. So we'll see how these do as far as that's their first wave because, yeah, the starting lineup was all sports. This has just been focused on the NBA. So be curious to see how these go in the marketplace. Cool, cool. And now from a galaxy far, far away, we have uh, Lego Star Wars and they are releasing the Razor Crest, even though it was blown up. So you can <laughs> essentially tip it out onto your table. And uh, how, many, how, many TikToks, how many TikToks do you reckon they're going to f- build it and then they're just going to like drop Throw it off it. a two-story yeah. window to yeah. recreate that? I think, I think out of the Mandalorian, love the Mandalorian series, yeah. I think that was one of the worst decisions of mm. the series to yeah. blow that ship up because... Uh, you know, it's just it's just too cool. Yep. It's too iconic. It was too early in itself to um, whether whether they didn't have enough faith in the series. Full stop. And they, yeah, they factored need, that in. Needed a wow factor. And uh, mm. I don't know, but I, I just think that was one of the um, ill decisions they made. Sure. Anyway, so uh, six thousand one hundred and eighty-seven little pieces and uh, lots of lots of details. The Lego Star Wars Razor Crest includes removable engines. A cockpit and escape escape pod, mini fig- figures, uh, carbon freeze chamber, as well as uh, lots of other characters of Grogu, Mandalorian, Mythol, and uh, Kujul. Quill. Quill. And there you go on uh, a buildable Blurg model. So once built, you can proudly display your Lego Star Wars fully built uh, with an innovative stand and information plaque. <laughs> now this is the kicker. We talk about the uh, the the um. Ghost Rider, uh, Price. you know, yeah, mm. Ghost Rider being uh, that expensive. This thing is $599.99. When did Lego get so expensive? Like, I'm not, like, I, I think this is a pretty cool set, but I'm not seeing $599. And that's US price? Yeah, probably. Oh, man. Pro- I, I, <laughs> I just. I think that's it. They put UCS on it, and then it's just, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, an extra hundred bucks too. Exactly so. right. Exactly. But the quality's right. there. Like it's no yeah. doubt, it's amazing. Yeah, like it, it's it's to scale. It's to minifigure scale as far as your, your your Mandalorian character can get around it, and you can put him in the cockpit, and I'm sure there's that uh, you know the cryo chamber in the back and all that sorts of stuff. But I'm sure oh. there's walls that fall down so you can see yep. inside and things mm-hmm. like that. But it's, it's just it's you know crippling. Like what? What was the Death Star and what was uh... that? I mean, at I I remember being in New York. Uh, what was it? Would have been twenty fifteen. I held the Death Star two box. We went to the Lego store in New York. Held that box in our hands. Me and my wife, and we're gone. About the only thing stopping us from buying it, and it would have been about that price. It was about five hundred bucks. Um, how do you get it home? Exactly. Yeah. Is how do we, yep. we we've got to take this halfway yep. around the world to get it home? And now here we are. You know. 
what seven years later, and you're paying the more than that for a ship. Don't get me wrong; it's a cool ship. It's a it's a great series, but I just feel the price of Lego has just gone up at a forty five degree incline. Mm. Right? It's going to be about twelve hundred dollars Australian, realistically. If that's USD price, yeah, six hundred yep. bucks. Yep. Um. So what we had the Millennium Falcon, and that was. $1,100 Australian. Yes. Uh, and then last year they did the Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Similar the, size, the similar amount of pieces. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that was you know, $1,100. So we've gone up 100 bucks here. What was Oof. the at How much of that? That was about 1200 as well. Oh, yeah, yeah it was man. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Look, the, the, the great thing about Lego <laughs> is that it doesn't you build depreciate. It, yeah. it doesn't depreciate. It's better yeah. than gold yeah. in terms of as an investment. But... You build this, you put it on your shelf, and like I did during the week, you take it apart. You put it away for two years. Yep. And it's a brand new adventure when you when pull you it out. It True. I've got stuff that's been storage for so long, I've forgotten about it. <laughs> and when you're digging through, you're like, oh, dude, I can go and build this. This is awesome. Build this yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's the real great thing about Lego. That's what really, really works for it. Mm-hmm. So, so you're saying you're going to get one, Scotty? No. No. <laughs> I mean, it's super tempting, but yeah, I, I don't do the good guys. It'd be a star story <laughs> if I'm going to buy one. Yeah, um, yeah. Shout out anyone out there if you are looking to pick that up. We'd be very curious to um, sort of know of your experience. I don't know when it actually comes. Is it available yeah. now? Is yeah, it? pretty yeah. much October three. October so you three. can um, yeah pick it as, up as of soon. this recording. It'll be pretty much ready to be uh, hit that button. Mm, yeah. Interesting. All right. This one is uh, goes out to our Patreon, Emily Lind. I believe she's actually already hit pre-order. We don't talk about Hot Toys a lot on this show, but how can you not talk about Hot Toys, Cobb Vanth, a.k.a. Timothy Oliphant with that amazing hair. Um, this is him as he appears in the Mandalorian series. Um, I think it was like 300 bucks US she ended up paying um, for it, you know, put the pre-order down. It's due out in the uh, back half of next year. Comes with all the different things you can imagine from the show. Comes with the helmeted head. I don't know why. If you're getting this figure, it, it <laughs> you're looks... displaying it with the Timothy Oliphant mm. head, right? To, to me, the the head actually looks a bit bobbleheady. Like it looks a bit the the helmet looks a bit big for the uh, figure, in yes, my opinion. I agree. But uh, I'm I'm I agree. You don't. You're not. You. To me, you put it under his. Um, uh, yeah, under know, his arm. Under his arm, and he holds it yep. like, or at the base of his, uh, on the base, you know, yes. sitting at his feet. That's actually so. normal size armor. What you haven't seen is um, Boba Fett, Fat Boba Fett, getting <laughs> right. to stretch it right. out yet to proportion. Uh, That's yeah. what's missing. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, well, that's it though. You you display it without the helmet. Yeah. Like, yeah, no matter what. Otherwise, someone would be like, "Oh, you've got a Boba Fett." It's a, that's yeah. a beat up Mandalorian. Yeah. You're like, no, that's Cobb Vanth. Yeah, yeah. No, very cool figure. And just talking about Hot Toys, I remember this is going back probably at least a decade ago, standing in Game Traders or somewhere uh, with my arm around the uh, Hot Toys Batmobile, the 89 Batmobile for $800, you know, and wondering, oh, yeah, you know, anyone looking for uh, a uh, Secret Santa (laughs) gift, uh, this will do quite nicely. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, that just, I mean, yeah, that has... Um, that was ten years ago, but mm. like now we're talking about a six-inch car for eight hundred dollars, uh, over eight hundred dollars, mm. uh, versus a um twelve-inch car that was. Oh, about, we're back talking so. about Ghost Rider, sorry. Yeah, yeah, okay. well, no, no, talking, yeah <laughs> just, just that or the you know the this bloody Lego figure. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Razor clear, uh, just 
what what money can buy you now versus what it could t- even just 10 years ago like well, it's just yeah. staggering well i'm part way through listening to an episode of toy anxiety where the, their main topic is is buying toys a rich man's game essentially that's what they're and i haven't listened to the whole discussion but you sort of sit there and when they said oh this is what we're going to talk about and in my head i just went well yes yes it is like you know there's there seems to be this real upwards trend to go all these people who loved all these older properties all these properties that have been around for a long time they're all reaching their you know 30s 40s and and older they must have lots of disposable income and it's like well no like (laughs) it's uh yeah i feel like there's a general trend of being general trend sorry of being priced out of the market a little bit but 100 well i mean even trent said like you know vintage you just don't even go there anymore yeah. like so you've got to then source out things that are more modern yeah. and uh, more easily you know, yeah attainable uh, yeah but mm. still even the prices of uh modern toys are getting skyrocketing rocketing so yes. anyway Hey, before we move on from Cobb Vanth, I have a write-in message here from Davey Damage. Oh. He wants to know if Timmy Othland comes with kissable lips. I'm I'm pretty sure that he does. They look pretty kissable. By, by default. <laughs> where, do we, where do we all Not that I've tried already, but yeah. <laughs> is that what that smudge on the screen is? Shut up. <laughs> where, where do we all remember uh, first seeing and falling in love with Tim, Timothy Oliphant from? I'm, I'm curious to uh, around Ooh. the room. For me, it was Go. Seeing Go, and oh, he yes. was the drug de- dealer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, I, I thought you just gave me a deal there. You know, I won't say the exact quote because it's a bit naughty. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like that that was my first introduction to um, old mate Tim. And he, he's just been on my radar ever since then because he just uh, killed it in that role. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the first time I saw him. He's one of these actors who shows up so almost bit parts in movies and you go, who was that ridiculously smiley, funny, you know, charming, charming as guy. Screen, yeah. uh, you know, like absorber. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. choose all the scenery yes, yes, around yeah, him. Yeah. Um, the one that stands out though, and I think it's relatively recent, he did a series with uh, Drew Barrymore where he was, uh, they were zombies, but like in disguise. So she, they, she was a zombie. She was think. a zombie? Was he a yeah, zombie? California, yeah, California, California. California. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, yeah. And basically, yeah. And so it was that thing of, you know, here's a gruesome thing. My wife has to eat people to survive. Mm-hmm. And he was doing that, you know, having to charm the neighbors yes, to yes. explain away, you know, the corpses that were yeah. showing up at their house and avoiding the law and stuff. Like he just, he had that ability to just go, this is a ridiculous concept, but I'm just going to smile and wink at you and you're going to buy it. And you go, oh, what, what a guy. For me, it is Deadwood. Nice. Yeah, yes. He yeah, was yeah. just so bl- from episode one <laughs> as 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 the sheriff. He was just so bloody good. <laughs> he was the ying to uh, our swear engines yang, and they just on on screen, good and bad, bad and good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they, he was wonderful. Absolutely electric performance. That's my favourite, uh, and that's my first introduction to Timmy nice. Olsen. Yeah, nice, Brett. Um, Any call-outs? Mine was going too, but I was trying to think of something different. So it was the same <laughs> as Ben's. But yeah, I think because I think I love all those like teen movies from that era. Oh, that's that Go sure. was really like... It was a poor was... man's uh, pop fiction, but I loved it. I went mm. in, I had uh, advanced screening tickets. It's like I got them somehow and we went with a bunch of mates, not knowing what we were going into <laughs> and came out 
quoting that movie for over a year, like just in our little circle of friends and just, uh, you know, it, I, yeah, I've got such fond memories of that film. Because like reason, you yeah. said, the Pulp Fiction, it was that first kind of where yes, all yeah. the stories kind of go in together yeah. and it was like, yeah. wow, that's, that's great. Yeah, but... very, very cleverly done yeah. and uh, very witty. Yeah. Anyway. Obviously, he was the bad guy in Die Hard 4 and really the only yes. outstanding part of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah? Yes. And yeah, Frank, the program so. you're trying to think of is Santa Clarita Diet. That's, That's the, right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Well yeah. done. Um, I think he was also in an episode of Community and he was playing against Joel McHale, who is the, the schmarmy lead in that show. And then he was like the lawyer who went to law school with Joel. So he was like out schmarming Joel McHale, which is kind of like his whole shtick on the show. And you just go, if there's one guy on the planet that can do it, it's Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. So beautiful. beautiful. All right. While we're on the topic of movies and that sort of stuff, um, was there anything about Deadpool that's happened in the last few days? Who? Oh, what a, what a <laughs> troll Ryan Reynolds was. Like, uh, he, yeah, wow. It was with the dude in the beard at the back. <laughs> so I was like... It was just his random exactly. housemate walking through, wasn't it? Santa Australia from that like circus movie. Or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and has everyone seen the the follow up sort of video where they? Well, that sort of confirmed it because at, the, at yeah. the the first one, I was like, "Is this just a stunt double? Just, like, is it just a look alike?" Because you never yeah. really saw you didn't get a clear shot. Of yeah, him, it was you always could, walking. You could hear the voice, of course, pretty, of yeah. course. But anyone can splice audio together. Yeah, true, and, and, and it's still kind of a. Is it just Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds? Exactly. Kind of thing? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. then to see the second one, the follow up, perfectly executed a day or two afterwards, yes. and uh, then uh, silencing the uh, music uh, <laughs> when they're talking about the the plot of the film. And at first, I thought it was just almost CGI'd, like they were sitting on two separate couches okay, sure. on different sides of the world yeah, yeah. and just looking. But then when they actually touched each other and interacting, and, interacting yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, they are <laughs> they are literally sitting next to each other. Wow, yeah. this is happening. This is really cool. Yeah. And uh, Ryan Reynolds has been very vocal of, I you know, for years, I want Hugh Jackman on, on well, he, uh, yeah, in Deadpool. He's, he spoofed that in, I think it was Deadpool 2, where he, like, you know, there's a picture of Hugh yes. in the car and all sorts. Like he's and, and he takes off shy. his mask. Yeah. And, and it's got a, <laughs> a, a, a <laughs> cutout cut of uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Yeah. I Great. Just, I, I, I had to watch it a couple of times to just make sure I wasn't being trolled because I just mm. sat there and went, no, this is Ryan Reynolds knowing what the audience mm. wants and he's just going to play up to it. And then you go, well, hang on. That's that looks like an official logo. It's got the Marvel Studios stamp on it. Um, it's it was shared not only by Ryan Reynolds but Hugh Jackman himself. Yes, and you yep. just sort of go, "This is all." And then there's a release date and everything. You go, "This is sounding more and more official." Interestingly, that second one where they, you know, the music ramps up and they just you know play play fight. There's been, of course, lip sync experts who have sort of gone over that and tell you what they're actually saying. And it's just them being ridiculous. And then there's a, a boom, and then I stab him, and he goes, Ugh! and then it's just it's absolute nonsense, which is kind of what you expect at this point. But Wolverine theories. I mean, how how does this? He's got to come back in the yellow and blue spandex. Like he's got to come <clears throat> yeah, back sure. comic accurate. Yeah. You can't have Deadpool wearing that black and red outfit as opposed to the uh, what was it Wolverine's Origins 
where he uh, was in that <laughs> wanky skin colour. Well, that, that's, you know. I think even in the official announcement, he goes, it's been hard keeping my mouth sewn shut yeah, over right. this announcement. Okay. <laughs> so he's got to come back in comic book accurate outfit. And I understand it can be dialed up a little bit for the film. Yep. So more, you know, um, uh, details and things on his leather or something. But it's got to be red and blue, uh, uh, yellow and blue, in my opinion. Has to be. Yeah. Has to be. That's my one Brett. big call out. Well, see, mine is, I agree that Deadpool fighting Wolverine, it has to be, you know, some form of the yellow, black, yellow, mm. blue, kind yep. of even the grey from the X-Force time. Mm. has to be that. But to introduce Wolverine into the MCU, you do not put him in a costume and just go all out. Mm-hmm. He needs to be built up from this little guy from Canada through two or three movies before you put him in a movie fighting Deadpool, I think. It's it's interesting. Like I I sort of look at it as because they've they've gone multiverse, right? Essentially, they can throw all the rules out. Now, Deadpool technically hasn't been introduced to the MCU mm-hmm. at this point, so they're just going to pick up. Basically, I think the events of Deadpool one and two are assumed to have happened. You know, I think something to do with one of these portals is going to happen. Hugh Jackman's going to end up in the six one six universe as we know it. Um, what I think is going to happen though, I think it's, I feel like particularly with, you've got Deadpool, who's his crazy fourth wall breaking, ridiculous character. And then you've got the straight man, Logan. I feel like you're looking at a buddy cop movie. Mm. There'll be some other villain. They use this as a way to introduce, you know, another off the wall villain, perhaps Give me uh, a mega red or someone. Yeah. Like, something yeah. like that. Someone, someone that hasn't had their shine on film yet. But still a very iconic X Men. Yep, and uh, I think it's got villain. to it's yeah. got to work at a real sort of hyper violence. I don't know if this will quite get the R rating that some of the Fox movies did, but I think it's going to blow any of the Avengers type stuff we've seen as far as the violence and stuff. So Mega Red's a really good shout yeah. out for that. Someone who hasn't featured at all. Because remember, sorry to interrupt. Remember in in Deadpool how the he's like, oh, you know, he's walking around the Colossus and things, yep. and he's like, oh, it's so it's it's so <laughs> empty in here, like such a where big house. Everybody? Where is everybody? And then and you close see them the door. close the door, like Xavier and yeah. uh, Beast yeah. and all that. So they are there. They are well, see, in that in that, in that movie universe. in that yeah. movie universe. And they are there. The and Colossus, we haven't, and uh, what's her name? Teenage uh, Bomb. Negasonic. Negasonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we, we haven't seen her and him in the MCU yet. Yep. And, you know, because Deadpool's always had that R rating, it's yes. sort of a different universe to what's happening around, uh, uh, mm. you know, the other characters. So it, I, ca- I can believe a slip-in from, you know, a Wolverine-esque character yeah. uh, outside of the regular MCU. Yeah. But, yeah, I think getting a bit more logistical with it, Hugh Jackman was quoted many times as saying, no, nah, after Logan, I'm done. I'm done with the character, which makes sense. The guy is, is heading towards 60 years old and, and he's, don't get me wrong, he's fitter than all of us. But uh, I think the practicality of him, he's not going to be up for another three movie series or no. spinning out into another X-Men movie. So this has to be also, <clears throat> excuse me, a handing over of the torch. Yep. And... We've seen that little tease in She-Hulk where someone's reading a newspaper and there's a headline about a man with claws in his hands gets into a bar fight. I think that is referring yeah. to Dakin. And I think Dakin is the character yeah, that becomes Wolverine. Two or three, does That's it? right. I think Dakin is the one who becomes Wolverine going forward. He gets to wear the suit most probably, be it the brown and yellow or the blue and yellow. And my theory is, and I'm going to put this on air now so we can record it and listen back in two years' time and find out how wrong I am, 
but the last scene, you know, Dakin is perhaps even a villain at some point and he fights Wolverine and Deadpool and then, you know, they all become friends at the end of the day, whatever it is. Wolverine disappears to go off back into the Logan universe because that still happens in four years' time or whatever it is. And then the last scene is Deadpool, arm around Dakin, out the front of Xavier Mansion, roll credits. And then that's what leads you into your X-Men universe. Well, I think, like, because we've got Secret Wars coming up in a few years, and yep. that is the collective, all the multiverses from everything. Correct. Going into one movie and just, like, fighting the hell out of each other. <laughs> so that could be he appears in that, and then that's what's in Deadpool 3, and then that's where Hugh Jackman signs off. And, yep. you know, it goes back to the, the MCU, and that's where you have, you know, the, the new Wolverine, mm. whoever it is, Dakin, or yep. another person. So... I think that'd be the the way to send him off because that's what three was it two thousand twenty six it's coming out secret uh, wars secret wars twenty five secret wars is twenty five I thought so yeah and Deadpool is now what's well, two years away I think the date yeah twenty four twenty four yeah interesting yeah. so yeah lots of lots of possibilities and I just know though it's gonna be one of those marketing campaigns that's gonna absolutely be amazing but drive yeah. nuts all at the same time. This is the same film franchise that cut together a trailer for the very first Deadpool that made it look like a rom com featuring Ryan Reynolds and you know because it came out around Valentine's Day. And I know this because a friend of mine convinced his wife who does not care for comic book superheroes at all, hey, let's go see this. it's a movie with Ryan Reynolds. Here's the trailer. Yeah, let's go do that. Um, they're divorced now, but oh. that's another story. <laughs> that's how bad the movie was for her. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Well, we're um, heading towards time here. Brett, while we've got you here, is there, uh, is there anything happening in the next couple of days? Anything important? Uh, I'm getting my hair cut tomorrow. Ah, good. I was gonna, you're looking very Trent-like at the moment. Yeah. There is a, there <laughs> is a lot of out. hair there. So, uh, no, I'm... Um, on the October 3rd, the, the public holiday we have here in Adelaide, I'll be running the next Adelaide Comic and Toy Fair. Hey. So pretty excited for that. I'll have the Toy Power guys down there, so yes, it should be a great day. should be a very great day mm. indeed. Yeah, for sure. Looking forward to it. We're selling. Yes. We, we are moving more of Darren's gear on, yep. uh, helping out uh, Darren's parents and things. And uh, we have a lot of gear uh, mainly Masters of the Universe, Nin- Vintage Ninja Turtles, yep. and DC. Yeah, uh, DC. So yeah, yeah some so. of the more the bigger vehicles and stuff we couldn't get to last time. There's some, yeah, Masters vehicles in there. I've gone through a whole bunch of all the Kenner Batmobiles. You want a Kenner Batmobile? You come see <laughs> us because I've got them in all the different flavors. Um, yeah, gonna be gonna be a lot of fun. Trent won't be there. He'll still um, he'll be away um with his uh, partying. <laughs> yeah, partying. Yeah, yeah. Pro- probably third, third probably day bender. Over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think we've even got Davey Damage helping out on our table just because we're expecting to uh draw a little bit of a crowd. But um, yeah, how's um speaking of crowds, how's numbers? I know you're doing a bit of a, a pre-sale of early bird tickets this time around. Yeah, we were trying to um just try to make the line move a bit quicker for yep. people trying to get in. And one of the complaints we would have was the line was so big trying to get in. Um, so we thought we'd do like an early bird. That way people aren't lining up from, they would, we'd get there at seven and there'd be people already lining up to get wow. in when the doors open at 9.30. So to help out a bit there, yeah, we've just done a bit of an early bird. People can buy tickets online and then we have a second line for them to come in. They get in early. Mm-hmm. 
We've got a tote bag for them so they can walk around, fill it up with all their goodies. Nice. And that, that and yeah, just get in a bit early, get all the all the not so much the bargains, they're probably finding all the expensive stuff before <laughs> everyone else. Um, so that's pretty good. And we've actually something's happened that we never thought of is we're getting families also buying them because instead of waiting in line with a six and a seven year old uh, for forty five minutes, why don't I just buy a ticket and priority line? Because yep. we always let yep. kids in for free, yep. so it's, so they can get to experience it. So yeah, nice. so that's Very another clever. kind of side effect yeah. of that. So. I suppose if you're pushing a, you know, a twins pram or something like that, and you've got the option to come in uh, with less, you know, people less there, but traffic, still have yeah. the uh, option to hunt the tables earlier, that is a huge, you know, deal breaker. So well done, mm. that's cool. And uh, where for those listening, whereabouts are we we headed? Uh, so it's St Clair Rec Centre, uh, one o nine Woodville Road, Woodville in Adelaide. So. When's when's this going out? Sunday, Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this will be. Uh, we'll publish it as soon as we can. Definitely yep. before the Monday. But yep. yeah. So if you're All listening right. to so, this, so if you're in Australia, it's only what well, Melbourne's like a ninety-minute <laughs> flight. Yeah, um, you can make it nine-hour drive. But you You'll know, be fine. So uh, yeah, you got until nine thirty uh, Monday morning to get over here. <laughs> well, I think we do- uh, meet the toy power guys. Grab grab some cool toys, some comics. So whatever you want, we've got it. Come yeah. down, check it out. How many roughly vendors have you got uh, attending this fair? Um, so we've got, I think it's 137 was the final count, Oof, that's, which that's is a fair amount, crazy. Really. Um, Over what, five, six basketball courts, is it? Or? Six basketball courts. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty much as tight as we can get it. Like We sold out pretty quickly and I kept getting flooded with more people. So I went mm. down there and measured the court up and tried to think, because well, I like keeping the aisles wide because I hate yes. when you go to yeah. fairs and stuff and... You know, you're trying to get around a pram and it starts backing up. So mm. I always make the aisles wide. Um, got a few more tables in and we've got a lot of artists, which is probably mm. what's bumped the numbers up a little bit. They don't take up as much room. They only got one table yep. instead of four or five. So mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's really good. A lot of local artists um, seems to be a place where they know they can get to and uh, there's a lot of people that are interested in their, in their, what they have to show. So, nice. so that's good. But yeah, it should be quite big. We've got... Yeah, interstaters, some Victorians and stuff mm-hmm. coming over to sell. So, Clock, uh, action figure uh, protection. Ultimate. Oh, yeah. Ultimate. Ultimate. Yes. Yes. Glenn, yeah, Glenn, Glenn Puck. Puck. Yes. Yeah, yep. he's coming down. So, that should be exciting to meet him in person. Yeah. Lots of uh, um, conversations and things on Messenger, lots of transactions as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, it'll be good. Figures, yeah. yeah. Should, should be a good. Um, I'm scared that I'm gonna. Yeah, drop a lot of coins. My, yeah, <laughs> spend my fair money just there. So yep. he's bringing me over a, a T-Rex um, for my Dino Riders T-Rex, a case for that. So I'm pretty excited. That was one of my Grail toys. Nice. So fantastic. Happy to get that. Beautiful. Yeah. Safe, safe behind plastic. So. <laughs> yep. So Brett, us as Toy Power would like to say thank you yeah. to yourself and to Sarah, who helps us a, a, a whole lot with Toy Fair as well. You have, for the last two fairs, donated the tables yeah, that we've used to so help sell Darren's collection. Yeah. So thank you so yeah, much. Amazing. Yeah, no, that's all right. You're, you're doing an insane job to, to help his family selling, selling off his collection. So that's the least I could do. I'm sure you do a thousand more hours <laughs> uh, into it. So yeah, plus you, you bring great stuff. People love it. Like they, you get to have a chat with them mm. and then they, they enjoy it. So um, yeah, I'm just happy that you know, I could help my do my little bit to, to help along. Yeah. So 
Yeah, much appreciated. Fantastic, fantastic. All right. Um, I think it's about time for us to uh, get out of here. So thank you very much. Thanks for joining us, Brett. Um, do you want do you want to come back next week and do this all again? I can do that. Yeah, yeah. let's do that. I've I've got a little um, like sneak peek of the fair. I brought some some gifts for you. Do you guys do you guys want them now? Oh, just, we just be yeah. ready. We could crank. Okay. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't say oh, no, no to free right. presents. Don't then. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll, oh. I'll grab them out. Just got them here. Prezies. Just talk amongst yourselves while we, yeah. while Father well, Christmas like, gets it together. <laughs> So as I was um said, we've got yeah the early bird entry uh, ones, and you get with a a, a bag. Mm-hmm. So yes. The, yep. So we've made up some Adelaide Comic and Toy Fair bags, and uh, so you can fill all your goodies in. So you don't, and they're quite big bags, so you don't yeah. realize how much you bought. So you can keep going around, and your wife's night. Look, honey, only one bag. <laughs> and where so did you much. get this idea? Because I know when I went to San Diego, they had a bag that you get a bag. Is that sort of where you got the concept from, from other fairs, or is this sort of your own? No, Sarah was just getting sick of asking people asking if we got bags. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always thought it was a good yeah. idea, like, because yeah. yeah. I'm no very good idea. Because yeah. with the early entry, like, we charge a bit more for it. And actually, with the booking fees that we pay and the bag, it actually costs the same much. Yeah, wow. As yeah. the entry, okay, <laughs> it's right. expensive. Because it's, like, it's not about that. It was more about I don't know, like a gift to people. Yeah, that no. get in early kind of. Because exactly. same deal as a seller, uh, people yeah. asking for bags. People come to your table Constantly. and buy one figure. Like intentions to buy. I've got. I'll just buy one figure and walk away with five. Yeah. And then you, they do that. For the circuit, and they're like, "Oh man!" They, they get to them. Again. They yeah. get they get to another table. And they're like, "Have you got any bags? Yeah. Like, I'll yeah. buy a bag if you've yeah. got a bag." Yeah. And and Frank came up with the amazing idea because we actually uh, charge for bags here in, at retail in SA. So plastic bags and things you've got to pay for. So therefore, people um you know juggle their shopping and things. Uh, so free bags are non-existent. Hmm. So he came up with the idea of using garbage bags, just buying rolls of garbage bags yeah. and using them for bags and that was a fantastic idea so on our on our checklist of uh for monday we've got garbage bags on the list to, it looks uh, slightly weird through. when you walk out of you know the toy fair and you've got these two, <laughs> two garbage bags full of stuff. <laughs> where have you been nowhere yeah <laughs> put but, it down yeah. and the cleaner just picks it up and puts it with hers you're like where do my toys go <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I've got I've got these. So yeah, um, very nice, bright yellow. Love with, it. with the with the uh, logo, Adelaide Toy Fair and Comic Fair on the. Uh, so yeah. some of these I was I was waiting for on eBay for way too long. So I ended up wrapping them in newspaper about twenty minutes before recording. <laughs> so here's here's Frank's. Oh, so wow. I'll um, I'll give them all out first, and yep, you okay. can then you can cool. open them. And here's Scott. Thank you, sir. Oh, sorry, that's not Scott's. Nope. That's Trent's. So, I don't know now, what we do with that Scott's. one. It's Scott's. <laughs> Thank you. And here's Ben's. Thank it's you. got one of two things in it. Oh. Um, the other one's still on held by Australia Post. On oh, Australia or on a Qantas plane somewhere. Yep. So, <laughs> yep. so All right. Oh, wow. Cool. So, yeah, we'll get you to open them up. Oh, yeah, let's, yeah, the bags. So, we've got the Adelaide Comic and Toy, Toy Fair, Fair logo. logo. Yeah, that's on really cool. On the website. So, yeah. we thought we'd try them out. And Sweet. We'll make some make more of it. Yeah, so beautiful. they're just um little well, little you, tokens. I thought. Thank you. you leave plenty that. more room in the bag for <laughs> for other things you pick up. Oh yes. So <laughs> I was trying to get your Leonardo stuff, and I'm like, what do I get the Leonardo guy that has everything? <laughs> has all the Leonardos? <laughs> no, I'm looking at the. Uh, this is one of those uh, 
Ninja Turtles. Um, this, but these are Pizza Hut thing. Yeah, Pizza, Hut, from yeah. Pizza Hut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's got like a Leo who slides out from behind the uh, the badge. It says Leonardo First Degree Ninja. I do not have this, so that's oh, awesome. Was, thought, you've I've got to find something that he doesn't have. Yeah. You've done well, Scotty. Now, Brett and I had spoke about this before when we were discussing what was going to happen for the episode. Yeah. And I knew he was going to bring something for us. And I was thinking, what can I make it a bit funny sort of as I'm unwrapping my gift? And I thought to myself, hey, I could pretend or be offended that Brett had not wrapped up Fantastic Four issue number five for me as a gift. <laughs> now, legitimately... I'm sorry it's not my real copy, but... <laughs> I've actually got a comic book-sized gift here in front well, of my hand. Say, I'm holding it in my hand. Here we go. That's, the question that's current is, age. The Silver Age is the... Um, do I have Fantastic Four Ooh, number five? It's a comic. Oh, it is a comic book. That's been oh, it's very I covered it up, up so, so it was um, protected. Oh my! Look at this. It is indeed Fantastic Four, gentlemen. Wow! So, check this so out. I couldn't get the the original one because I didn't have a spare five thousand dollars. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. Um, but uh, yeah, it's one from early nineties, so it's the first reprint I think they did of it. Oh, it's um, legitimately a reprint of issue number five. Oh, wow! Why why is number five significant? Is that the first appearance? So this is first appearance of. The greatest villain in the history of mankind, the, villain the one hide. and only <laughs> Doctor Doom. Nice. And it's, I got this version in particular because it's got the ads from, like, the original ads from the sixties. Oh and wow! Like the news wow, pages cool. instead of just like yeah, reprinted. With... That was half the fun of reading old age comics. Yeah, that's why I, lo- yes. I think that's why yeah. I like him so much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mate, thank you so much. This is as much as I thought it was going to be a funny joke. I legitimately got what I thought it was yeah. going to get. <laughs> We almost didn't get it because it didn't arrive until four o'clock this afternoon. Ah, excellent. <laughs> Thank you so much. So long. And uh, for me, I've got another Ninja Turtles uh, item. This is a sort of a badge that you stick on your door uh, to associate this is my room, you know? <laughs> and there's a little. So like, like one of these? Ah, yeah, yeah, I was trying to get all vintage stuff. Uh, and I'm uh, like, what can I get these to? A placard uh, with the yeah. uh, option to write your name uh, on it and then the four Ninja Turtles. The vintage uh, artwork yeah, style, yeah. With uh, very you know, cool. Leo, Donnie, Raph, and Michelangelo. Yeah, yeah very circa cool. 1990. Yeah, that's excellent. Oh, cool. Rick. And I've still got one more. It's going straight Frank, to the so Frank room. got three. Yeah, I've got oh, three little out. things. Then got two. Sorry, Scott. You only got the I've got, got the one best two. one, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and more Leonardo. This is one of the, the little walking figures. Like you wind up. So we've got the. So that's from my collection. I thought that's something I bet you he doesn't have. 2003? Nice. Yeah, oh, is, you've yeah. got one. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and he walks along. So he's got the. Oh, that's very cool. Thank you, mate. That's um, that's really awesome. Yeah, because yeah, you've got every Leonardo figure, so it was like, what can I get? <laughs> no, nah, it's, so, it's not often people can buy well, should you know, we open Ninja Turtle stuff. for him? Yeah, so why not? Yeah. yeah. Ben, yep. ben got short change. So okay. Gift still in the mail, so yep. you can open Oh, trends. no. It fell on the ground and smashed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Now yours forever. It, it's, a, it's a, oh, no, it's a bit bigger than a comic book. All right, it's got something in it. So, right, Trent. So I was all trying to get something roll. like kind of vintagey, yeah. yep. twenty plus years old for everyone. Yep. Oh, it's something Dick Tracy. Ooh. The blank. <laughs> it's, it's a it's Dick a Tracy uh, book with an audio cassette, still carded, uh, sort of 
you know, shrink wrapped or whatever you call it, like um, you know, yeah, still in the in the package, in the in the package, yeah. So just right up uh, Trent's alley, okay. uh, explosive live action audio cassette, full color comic book, and electrifying <laughs> sound effects from the audio. Electrifying. Uh, episode one of a two part series. So there you go. You wow. left him hanging. He He's needs to, uh, yeah, now find part two. Uh, part two is everything comes up blank. Uh, <laughs> so he, he has episode one, big boy turns up the heat. So there you go, Trent, um, on your, uh, if you're sober, if, you, if, you know, if you're drunk enough, you can spend some uh, time uh, still, you know, hunting on eBay. Yeah. He's going to have and to hunt on eBay for a cassette player to listen well, to that. Well, that's right. That. Like, yeah. I did yeah. think of that, actually. <laughs> yeah. like, he doesn't drive like a 92 Ford Laser or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure he'll love it. It's in the bright yellow that Dick Tracy is known for. Yeah, it looks great. And it just screams vintage. That now, is uh, really cool. I'll give Ben a hint. The The thing that hasn't arrived yep. yet is is a, a shredder figure. Oh, nice. Ooh. And I got it. I was looking for the most obscure thing. Yeah. And then when I was at your house the other day, I looked through your sh- shredders and I'm like, yes, it doesn't have it. It's a lot, it's a bit newer. So it's, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. Beautiful. So yes, yeah, so that's what you're getting a shredder. So Sweet. now I thought, um, thank you. Does everyone, does anyone know what all these things have in common? Uh, they're, um, well, they're all reflective vintage. of our logo. Yeah, yeah, there they are. Yes, yeah. Oh, uh, so it's all the characters from, our, uh, from, yeah. the, from yes. the new logo yeah. from, from the logo. Uh, have. Yes, yeah. yep. yep, that's yes. very clever. Well done. Oh, wow. So I thought, yeah, I'd get the the Doctor Doom, the, yep. the Dick Tracy, Dick Tracy. Leonardo, yeah. and Someone, the Shredder. Someone's done as their if homework. You know us, uh, something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, like, I wish it wasn't Shredder and Leonardo because uh, there's so many. It's <laughs> like the hardest <laughs> thing to many. find yeah. something you don't have. So, mm. oh, wonderful. Well, mate, thank you very much for that. That is um, that is a wonderful little uh, teaser to take us into Toy Fair a couple of days as of from this recording. Um, so yeah, if you're in Adelaide uh, or you can get to Adelaide, I know Jonesy from the Geek Dudes is is heading over with Lady J Lady as J. well. Yep. So we'll get to meet them in person. Um, yeah, going to be a great day down at St. Clair um, from 9.30, I think. Uh, yeah, open. so early entry is 9 and then doors at 10, but we'll probably, usually we'll, we kind of get them open a bit earlier. Yep. So, yeah, Beautiful. Get the crowd in. So. Yeah, that will be great. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Brett, and um, thank you to all our Patreons for your ongoing support. We really do appreciate it and all the good chats we have on the Discord. Thank you very much, everyone, and we will see you around the toy aisles. And until next time, good journey! You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast, at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram, or have your say and email us, toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome.